0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Tea with Steve and this week I have got an expert for you in the radio space. She is an absolute legend and if you've got anyone out there who wants to start their own podcast, this episode is a must. Welcome to the Tea with Steve podcast with me, your host, Stephen Thompson. This is the show dedicated to helping you find your heart brand, your purposeful and profitable personal brand. I believe that everyone has a heart brand. It's their authentic self to drive growth in themselves and those around them, which has a positive impact in our world. We are in a who era. The who is being unapologetically you, and that is your heart brand. So join me in impacting 1 billion lives. Now let's get into the show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Tea with Steve. Today I have with me... An expert, an absolute expert. She is a radio personality over in Philadelphia, Philadelphia. I'm gonna keep that bit in. And she is a podcaster, and I'm hoping to learn so much from my guest today. She is a Marilyn Russell. Marilyn, how are you?
1: I'm very well. Thank you for asking. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm really good. I'm very excited for this episode, even though I've just fluffed the intro up, like I said I probably would do. But do you know what? It's a work in progress.
1: Well, I'm I'm fluffing it up on my end, too, because I'm having coffee and not tea. So I've already brought the whole thing down.
0: That's it. End it right now. Let's just go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Game over. (laughs) What is it with you guys over there in the UK with this tea? Everything is tea.
0: I, I love tea. I absolutely... This is the thing. I've been brought up on it. It's even more in the Northwest. I'm from the Northwest, originally from Manchester, and it is just... You know, people laugh at me and pull strange faces when I, I actually have a cup of tea with every meal. And wow. they're like, what's that all about? You know, we drink water. We have wine. No, you have a brew. And that's how I was brought up.
1: <laughs> well, I'm all about the brew. But coffee is definitely my wake up beverage of choice. I like tea, sometimes like high tea in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, all the nutrients and the lemon. But, you know, coffee is straight up black from Ethiopia is how I roll. So I've got all the Ethiopian energy from my coffee right now. And I just want to say before we get too far into this, that I'm so impressed with what you've done with Tea with Steve. You've already had just remarkable guests and the podcasts are sounding fantastic. I am a subscriber. And, you know, for someone who's never been in this space, of course, you've been in the digital arena for a long time, so you certainly know what you're doing. But these great conversations you're having are just spectacular.
0: Thank you ever so much. I, 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 coming from you, I, that you know that is very very humbling. Um, thank you, thank you. Uh, you know, I've always had a love for radio and admired what people do, you know, for me, you know, I've got a guest. So it's I find it much, much easier. It's a bit like doing Facebook Live. But when you've got nobody in front of you and you guys are on radio and you're just talking to a microphone, I just think, how do you do it?
1: It's really, yeah, sometimes you just have to think about one person and talk to that one person. But it is a tad frustrating because I love the digital space as well. And I like to have a face, you know, Um, so. But you know the key, as you know, you did a little bit of radio for a little while. The key is just to think about one person, and maybe they're naked, so that relaxes you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that the expression? Think about somebody in their underwear, and so then you relax. But I don't know. I've been doing it for so long; it just comes second nature to me now, and I think that's part of why. I wanted to get into the digital space so much because a new challenge, some new excitement. By the way, Stephen,
0: Go today
1: on. I just got a notice from Twitter that this is my 11th anniversary on Twitter, and I couldn't think of a better person to spend it with than you.
0: You angel. Do you know that's how we met, isn't it?
1: I, I was wondering, yep. was it Twitter or Snapchat? Because. You know, we talked to so many people on so many different platforms, and I was thinking about it today, obviously, because I knew I was going to talk to you, and I was like, was it Twitter or Snapchat?
0: Yeah, it was Twitter. And
1: I think it was Twitter, as you said.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: um yeah and so today is my 11th anniversary so that's something to celebrate
0: absolutely absolutely that that that, that definitely requires tea
1: (laughs) all right i'm gonna start the kettle i'm giving in i'm giving in i'm gonna start the kettle i've got some lemon and i've got some earl gray um so so i've been listening to your podcast and i had this conversation with a bunch of people at work yesterday talking about Do we need to reset the table on podcasts? You know, in radio, we assume people are doing many different things at once, and maybe they're half listening. And so we reset our guests and we say, you know, I'm Marilyn Russell. This is Eat, Drink, and Be Marilyn, or this is Remarkable Women. My guest is, you know, Betsy Susie from Independence Blue Cross. I'm just making up names and companies at this point. But we reset in that way. Yeah. And so the question is, in the podcast world, do we even need to reset? For instance, you were talking to Chris Cubby. Yep. Was that just last podcast?
0: Yes, it was the last one. Number seven. Yep.
1: Oh, gosh. Big shoes to follow there. (laughs) Um, I'm a huge fan of his. He's
0: such a lovely guy.
1: Yeah, at some point, and maybe this is just my old school radio thing coming to play. I may have said, you know, my guest is Chris Cubby and he's taken over the world with, you know, the name of his company or he's doing A, B, C and D to remind people who they're listening to. And the conversation that we had around that was well people have chosen to tune in Mm. so they know who the guest is and they don't need a reset
0: that was my initial thought on it until we had a conversation um via instagram dm a few weeks ago and i was like actually do you know what i i completely get what you're saying and why you would do it so instead of doing sort of a complete reset because the listener has chosen to be on the podcast would it not be better to do maybe just a name drop
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And maybe even name and company. Like some sort of flattering thing that, you know, if you were talking to somebody as hugely successful as a Chris Cubby, you might say something like, you know, from Canada to Denmark, the man has really taken over the world. Um, Something like that. I'd like to, I definitely, I just, for me, it is all about the guest.
0: 100%
1: right i want to make them feel really special and i want the audience to know that i'm just a massive fan and i think you do a great job of that too
0: thank you i do you know what i, I try and do my research but i don't want to sound a, i don't want to come across like i'm being really cheesy
1: right and it is a fine line absolutely oh wait you did research what did you find out about me
0: well do you know firstly was your podcast which is the eat drink and be more Marilyn. Um, I looked in a little bit, a little bit of, um, I'm full of my worms now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, I looked into just just really about you as being socially active and where you go for me. I like people to come on the podcast and know that I have taken it even if it's a few minutes out of my day to connect with them socially and see what they're like in a from a real perspective because the tea with steve thing the whole ethos is about doing personal business building relationships communication the whole heart brand ethos which is what my agency is about so for me i need to just i need to know that person and uh, you know and i'm very i'm lucky in the fact that we've known each other for so long now
1: i think a lot of people don't realize especially You know, in corporate America, just the way people are connecting on digital space, how impactful it truly is and how great relationships are formed in these arenas. Um, I find it to be wholeheartedly special while I have this microphone and I get to talk to a lot of people locally. Now it's the world, you know, hello, UK. I love you. And by the way, Manchester, my God, the whole music scene alone, yeah. is, you know, everything. And so, but I just, I find, I don't know. I, I don't, you know, I've been in radio for so long that obviously that is my heart brand. But I have to say, I'm really very comfortable and loving the digital space.
0: So what is it about digital that you like?
1: I do think it's so important to reach out and talk to people. I mean, when you see the Chris Cubbies and the Gary Vee's of the world, interacting with their audience on whatever platform you know snapchat twitter facebook uh in person um i think it means so much to their audience to have that interaction and whereas we talked about a little bit Stephen already That radio is that one sided thing. Sometimes you're not even sure you're talking to anybody here. You know, we've had great texts back and forth and, and Instagram back and forth. Great conversations. And even though we've never met in person, I do feel like I know you um and now i get to talk to your audience and you get to talk to mine what yeah. is better than that
0: it's fantastic it really really is and you you touched on like chris and gary and do you know what? for me i you know i've never met chris but like i say i think i feel i know him we've connected snapchat instagram this that and the other and we've built this relationship i've had the great opportunity to meet gary v i met him in london at a book signing and do you know what i like about gary and when it, when I first got into Gary v, I I wasn't a fan. I was like, "This guy's annoying. What's going on?" He's but then harsh. I, yeah, I got over that. I got over myself, really, because what I, I don't know about you, but I think the things maybe we don't like in people we see in ourselves. And I got over that fact. It's like, okay, I'll give this guy another go because he's really giving some value here. And I got into his content and I started to understand a bit more about him. And then when I met him in London. Um, there was a, an event and it was funny because he had it was it was all Snapchat. Then it was about four years ago. He just brought the Ask Gary V book out. And what happened was um, the Snapchat filters weren't working. So I I text Gary V and said, your Snapchat filters aren't working. And he came back with an angry face and saying, yes, they are. Look, try this, try that. But he was he was having banter with me. And then when he came into the arena later on. I was at the edge of the walkway and he came down and as he walked down, he turned, he looked at me, he saw me and he said, how are the Snapchat filters working? And did you get them working? <laughs> and he, and he, and he, he indicated it with his thumbs. And then ever since then, I've obviously taken a screenshot, shared it with people. My community have said, I've seen you on a Gary Vee video. Um, and when I sat and, Spoke to Gary later on. I had, you know, my ticket gave me five of his books and um, I had them under my arm. We're having a conversation. And I'm turning around now looking in my office wall because I got a canvas as well. Gary signed the canvas and he signed every one of the books for every one of the team members in my team. And then when the, the bouncer, you know, the security guy came over and said, you know, it's time to move on. Gary stopped and said, no, I'm talking to him. And I was that's like,
1: that, that's, that, unbelievable.
0: that's my man.
1: Yeah. And,
0: so, and, but look yeah. how
1: much meaning that has for 100%, you. Hundred
0: percent, hundred.
1: And one time, I—I'm um, sure you guys all know who A. Rod is from the Yankees. Yeah. And he's engaged now to J. Lo. And you don't you have to understand. My mother is literally turning ninety-five next week, and she's still crazy. Well, A. Rod was her massive crush. She loves baseball, and he was her man. And I'm talking. This is like. 12 t- almost 20 years ago so she would have been you know going on 80 she wrote him a fan mail and <laughs> right that's a little loopy
0: okay um, go on
1: but I love her love her love her and I tweeted to A-Rod when he got when he and that when him and JLo got together and I said oh my 90 something year old mother is absolutely crushed now that you're committed to JLo. And he responded, or his people. Somebody from the A Rod camp responded. And I showed it to my mother. And, you know, my mother doesn't even know how to work a cell phone. It was everything. And it was everything to me, too, that I got to share that with her. Like, look, A Rod really understands, mom, you know? <laughs> 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 and so it's silly. It sounds silly, but you never know in what way you're going to touch another person, and especially accentuating the positive. I mean, look, there's a lot of people hiding behind that digital veil. It's easy to get very negative. We certainly have our a lot of problems with that here in the in the states with that lunatic. But um, it, it's it, there's too much bullying and all that. But that's what I loved when I saw. Your heart brand. It really is from the heart. 100%. And the more we accentuate some of the positive things that are happening, um, the better, the better off for everyone in the world. And so that's what you know, I think you certainly try to do. That's certainly what I try to do. And you know, the Eat Drink and Be Marilyn was created simply because I'm a terrible cook and I dine out for a hobby. and my producer <laughs> my then producers came up with that name. And I just loved her for it. And um, you know, it, it's if you're going to be a foodie, go all in and be a foodie. So everywhere I go, you know, I'm tracking whatever I'm drinking, whatever I'm eating, and I get to feature some of the great restaurant tours we have here in Philadelphia. Um, you know, the Michael Scholzons of the world, and the um, you know, anybody coming over to this, to Philadelphia visiting from Wales and your part of the world, you know, just tell them to reach out to me and I'll certainly Absolutely. give them, yeah, some incredible recommendations and there's nothing I won't eat by the way. So, um,
0: <laughs> you know, that was going to be a question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it all.
0: <laughs> so how long have you been running the podcast?
1: Uh, we're going on about a year now. Yeah. And it helps boost. It's sort of like an extra bonus to, at the radio stations when we do food events, which we, my company does brilliantly. They have an events uh, planning department. And so coming up, we've got this wine down in Derby and it's featuring all the wines in the outer coastal plain of New Jersey, which could very well be the next Napa or Sonoma. Um, I'm not gonna go say Bordeaux, but maybe, you know, they've been doing, they've been at it for a lot longer than we have. but we do brew fest and wine fest and pizza.
0: Oh, <laughs> that. oh it's like it's like an unofficial guilty pleasure because it's just I love the stuff. My my six year old Ruby. Uh, uh, so let me tell you a story. Every Wednesday night I take my eldest daughter out for dinner because we don't live together. She lives with her mum uh, in, in Lower Stoft and um so every wednesday we go out for dinner and and ruby's now started coming out for dinner with us as well uh, on a wednesday and but ruby only wants to go to pizza hut or anywhere, (laughs) or anywhere she can get pizza but no
1: no national chain no international chains it has to be a mom and pop shop
0: that's what I think. It has to be somewhere that's local, you know, and it's in, you You get to meet the people behind it. And it's literally, you know, who's, you know, it's Mrs. Smith or Doris who's making the pizza or whatever it might be. That's but right. you know what? You know what the sickening thing is? She'll only eat margarita pizza. <laughs> oh, but that's OK. I love margarita pizza. <laughs> yeah, but she won't. And she, you give her pepperoni and she takes the pepperoni off.
1: Well, she's only six. Her palate will change over the years oh, and she'll bless. discover other things that she likes. And when she's heading off to college, she's going to turn you on to some things. And oh. I can't believe she's six already. Holy moly. That I time know. is flying by.
0: She's seven in July. Ah! And it's, it's crazy. We've woman just had Christmas and she's counting down the days to her birthday. <laughs>
1: oh, that's so sweet. And I love your eldest. I think she is just so cool and so hip.
0: She is, and you know what? She's really laid back. And what's really nice is you know, you've seen her journey unfold over social media. And about two years ago, she wanted to start a YouTube channel, and I helped her with the YouTube channel, and she didn't take Eighty percent of my advice. Let's be fair, but she did it her way. But she took on a few gems, and then she went to college, and she didn't think she would get the grades for to do the college course she wanted. So she, and it was in makeup artistry. So she took her YouTube account on her iPad, and she took her Instagram account on her phone, and she showed her tutor, and they gave her a place on the spot. Oh wow! Because it was her online CV, according to them. So we've built a business around that it's you know my my official official my original blueprint from when i was uh, a sales manager at radio that's why i I built my own personal brand the beautiful thing is two weeks ago she went for a job interview and they gave her her job before she even sat down in the room based off the back of her youtube channel
1: and this is how the digital space is changing the world
0: it is it is
1: and the next generation will change the world and make it better you know it's it's something to look forward to for sure um but yeah you're a you're a girl dad
0: i uh, yeah i don't want boys not interested <laughs> <laughs> not interested at all <laughs>
1: boys are easier when they're younger, but challenging when they're older. I'm, I'm the mother of a son, a brilliant son who I adore, adore, adore the true love of my life. Um, but, you know, he's having a hard time figuring out what his next move is. Uh, but when he was young, he was absolutely carefree and and he's so bright. You know, I'm talking just like a mom, right? The yeah. other side of me is a mom. I've often thought he and I should do something together. Oh, you know, that, that, that would be cool. Right? The mother-son dynamic is pretty unique and very yep. special. And he's so darn funny that I want to do something, but I can't talk him into it. But I'll keep trying. because Definitely. I never, ever, ever give up. That is something that I'm definitely known for. When there's a will, there's a way. Um, do you want any horror stories of stalking celebrities? Because I've got them.
0: Yeah, go on then. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really funny you should say that because it was a few years ago. So again, going back to the Wednesday nights with Summer. Um, I want I had this idea about doing a, a YouTube channel with with my mum now my mum's 300 miles away but every wednesday night we me and my daughter we call in and have a chat with my mum and it's usually we're in the car and someone's like oh have i got a phone granny again and i said what about if we put the gopro in the car and then we just record the call with you and me and, and nanny's voice in the background because she, she comes out with some amazing stuff right. and, and I, she was like yeah yeah let's do it well we stupidly just Briefly mentioned it to my mom while she said, to me. She said, If you do that, I'm disowning you. I'm not going on YouTube. You're not doing that to me. I went, But mom, you're comedy gold. She was, <laughs> she said, oh, She'll never speak to you on the phone again. And I thought, Well, there's a silver lining. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that is so wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: our parents are comedy gold. That's for sure. It's, you yeah. know, like my mom just crushing on A Rod. It's crazy. Um, But I guess the apple didn't fall too far from the tree because my celebrity crush for many, many, many years was Russell Crowe, the actor. Yeah. And and I literally, you know, tracked him down. Just went, I traveled, you know. um, (laughs) When he was on tour with his band, I sort of followed the band around and it was a little bit weird. And people were like, Marilyn, what? What what are you doing? Like literally a listener made me a 12 month Russell Crowe calendar uh, back in, you know, I guess the gladiator days. I will say straight up, I was a fan from L.A. Confidential. So it was before he became, you know, crazy well known through gladiator. So I was an early fan. um, And when he was traveling with the band. But when they when I tell you, I never give up, I never give up. I did get his band to come to Philadelphia and play a show. And we had a little private studio for all of my, you know, our radio listeners to come and meet him and enjoy his band. So you can't give up when you really want something and you know, you can, you, you just feel that you can make it happen. You've got to keep trying. And so that's how I feel on this new digital arena. You know, I feel like the possibilities are just endless, you know?
0: Yeah, I I, I, absolutely. You know, I'm I'm having conversations with people saying, you know, a lot of my clients, whether they be um, one offs or long term or coaching and training clients or the guys who are in the TV group, you know, they I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm like, why not? Why don't you just try? And a lot of people, most of the people in my community are, are afraid to fail. And I get and respect that. I said, but what about if you just reframe it and you look at it? Said, you know what? I might have, yeah, call it a failure, but what's the lesson I can take? Because I, I, mean, I was listening to a podcast a little while ago and the lady was saying, you know, that she doesn't, you know, yeah, she's, we fail at stuff. But what she does, what, say it's a blog post and the blog post was only seen by four people. Well, it's had an impact on four people. And she's learned to write something a bit better or she's learned to structure sentences in a better way because she's continually practicing and evolving. And I think people, you know, I see, especially in the UK, I mean, you mentioned it about being in America and negative stuff online. There is the UK is so far behind with, I think, with technology and the way it's used. For me, it's we're two or three years behind the states, even though we're all on the Internet now. But actually, with with regards to that way to me. Do you know? What I think I mean, just maybe, it's just because of whatever I experience here, I feel we're, we're, I think it's the British mindset and mentality which I'm hoping to change. You know, we have this stiff upper left lip, and you know, and all this, that, and the other. And I'm like, do you know what? Just evolve. We're allowed to evolve. I'm not saying ditch your roots. I'm certainly not going to ditch my roots. I'm very, you know, a proud British guy, even though I'm half Irish. But it all goes in well. Um, but don't ditch that. But use it. Utilize it. To, to your advantage, whatever it is, whatever you're gonna do with what you've got, give, but but please evolve because we were getting behind.
1: And you have to let go of the fear. Um you know we are all afraid at the end of the day Mm -hmm. of failing. Um me especially I am I get very sensitive, I get very emotional. Um You know, sometimes I, you know, you can even fall victim to everyone's life is better than mine because look at how much fun they're having just by watching their social media. Well, that's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, Um, it's all fake.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it is all fake, and we're all in this together. And you cannot, you've got to try. That that is wholeheartedly my model. At the end of the day. Now that being said, you can pitch that to some people, and they get it. But others. And I'm finding, you know, the, the corporate mentality, I hope they don't give up on trying, you know, as companies get sucked up by bigger companies. Because, you know, I don't know, I come from a Steve Jobs world. I've been a Mac girl and an Apple girl all my life. And I've always just respected how far ahead of the curve he was mm. because he tried and he believed in himself. And he believed in his product. And we've all got something to contribute. And you just don't know how you're affecting the person on the other side. But at least you're out there trying. I mean, look, I'm hardly the demo, right? I'm an older girl. I'm an older woman, you know, to be in this this space. And sometimes I get frustrated by that. But I still love it and I would never give it up. So I keep trying. So how does somebody a woman in her 50s relate to 18 to 34 the younger demo of people who really are getting their information on digital in the digital world not really by traditional broadcast world
0: but you do what okay so doing what you do you know what i've heard of you and you, you do it you do it so well you you bring years of experience so why so all you're doing is just putting it in front of the audience
1: right on a different platform
0: yeah different platform you 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 know, clients say to me, run my Facebook. Okay, but your, your audience isn't on Facebook. They're on Twitter. Yeah, but we need to be on Facebook. No, you don't. Your audience is on Twitter. Or go to my LinkedIn or whatever it might be. And they're picking their own platforms because that's where they go and hang out. You need to take what you've got or what I've got or what we are selling or marketing or whatever. We need to take it to the audience because the audience aren't going to come and find us. We need to go and find them.
1: How do you build that audience? You know, I try to connect or tag or bring in someone into the conversation are there other little tactics i mean you do this as your job you know do
0: what you know are, what my, my yeah. favorite way to connect with people and in all honesty, i don't do it as often as i should but it is absolutely my number one thing although actually yeah number one struck number two thing is um i like to do video messages to people Um, because it shows them who I am. So when I started Twitter, so let's, let's go back a little bit. Seven years ago, I started the Big Daddy brand. And the way I built my personal brand was I was literally going out and helping people to build their profile on social because I needed a way to, literally, I needed a way to sell radio. I was a business sales manager at Radio Norwich and i needed a way to sell radio and what i did was i built myself up as this personality because actually the radio station were doing such a poor job of it i got on twitter i had conversations with people i tweeted them and then once i got a feel for them i then sent them a video reply just me talking to video for well you know why not no one else here is doing it so i've got something unique because the other guys were cold calling or they would you know we had lady pr and she was at every event so what can i do so i used Twitter, and then once I built up a little bit of rapport, I then went, then I went and connected with the decision maker on LinkedIn, and then before I knew, it, I was being invited in for a coffee. Not because they wanted to buy my service, they wanted to know what I was doing. Right. So I was bringing a different piece of value to them, and then I gave them like I do now. I give all my information away for free, the typical Gary V thing, because most of the world won't act on it, but they want the information. They're looking for the next hack because they're not prepared to put in the work and it's a bit harsh but that's reality and I gave them the information away for free they'll go and they would say to me yeah that's a bit hard can you do it for us and I go yeah of course I can and that's how I built my agency
1: ha <laughs> ha that's genius.
0: And literally within eight months, I'd left radio, I'd set up my own business. And then I, as soon as I was solo, and I'd released some more hours out of the bank. because so I was setting up the agency, you know, the typical side hustle, 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. and then doing the day job from, you know, 9 till 5. As soon as I'd released that other 40 hours a week, I then doubled my income.
1: But at the end of the day, the bottom line, you have to put in the work.
0: Hundred million percent
1: right you have a yep. i have the same thing full time job i find digital you know maintaining all of my platforms is my second full time job that's mm. why you see tweets from me at 3 in the morning but it's also it satiates my need to be grinding like it's i don't know what it is some some people just need to be busy all more often than not and yeah. i certainly am one of those people, which is why I really love connecting with people on social media and you know those tentacles stretch far and wide i mean here we are talking how many miles away um uh, i yep. wish we had video because i'm fa- i faced the philadelphia art museum where i live and there was just this great moment of a beautiful horse going by with an officer on top and i wanted to oh. videotape it for you um but it, it's so it's it's cold but it's a really pretty day here Oh,
0: do you know, I, I when I was in the police, I always wanted to be mounted police.
1: Yeah, and the, then... ma- the mounty just went by and the horse oh. was stunning. But I'll, I'll try to capture that for you and send it yeah. over. Gra-
0: send me a picture later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've got a question then, if that's all right. Yeah, so, I feel you know, like I'm
1: taking up this whole podcast. No, I love
0: it. I love it. And this is how it should be. For me, like I said, you know, Tea with Tea is about connecting and having a conversation literally over what I call a brew. And and just sharing knowledge and advice so that people can go and implement it. So you are the the mistress of voice. How are you connecting? Because I, what I love right now is all of the platforms are giving you the opportunity to do voice direct messaging
1: yeah um you know i i like your video sending video messages that's something i haven't done um but i think that sending a personal video message would really create a lot of value and so thank you for that tip i do do my little instagram stories i try to do one or two a day i think at the end of the day Light and funny is what works for me. Just silly. You know, like the other day, I was in the fridge and I looked at these magnets on my refrigerator and it, it occurred to me that, wow, you could really get to know a lot about a person from their magnets on their refrigerator. And so I just took a little video of my magnets like, oh, this is the time I took Matthew to Chicago, my son or San Francisco or, you know, and it just, and his little baseball picture when he was little. I thought, my what little gems these are sitting on my fridge that say a lot about my personality. Um, and then of course you check what's trending. We tend to check what's trending. The other day was doppelgangers. And so I've been putting up, you know, who did people tell me I look like? Um, and that's been getting some nice traction um on my instagram
0: so who have people been saying you look like marilyn uh i
1: get i get the actress mary mcdonald do you know her from battlestar galactica
0: (gasps) oh i love battlestar galactica (laughs)
1: And Dances with Wolves, of course. Yeah. my hashtag was Dances with Doppelgangers. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was clever. But now I just did Doppelgangers 2.0 because um, there's a picture of Diane Keaton, and I guess they're remaking the first Wives Club. And so that was a little pop culture moment. And I'm like, wait, now Diane Keaton and I have the same hair color. I look more like her.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. So
1: that was, you know, Doppelganger 2.0. And just finding ways to, to have fun and be silly. But also, the helping the nonprofit world for me is everything. Yeah. Um, I created my Remarkable Women show on air because I kept noticing that nonprofits were, like 90% of the nonprofits here in Philadelphia were being run by women. And I wanted them to have a space by which to tell their stories and share them and get people interested in donating some of their time it doesn't always have to be about money you can always just volunteer and so that was the impetus for creating that show which is also a podcast you can find online on uh, itunes etc uh radio.com it pops up on there so giving helping the nonprofits share their message across all of my platforms that's probably like 70 percent of my social maybe 60 but it's a lot um helping in whatever way i can because their resources are limited
0: you know so so is it fair to say then that you're actually using your skill set and your personality to build your personal brand
1: to build my personal brand and also show people the importance of sharing what they're all about. Yeah. You know, I recommend to people all the time that they connect. Like over here, we've got all these people who love the show The Bachelor. And they do podcasts or they'll do video clips. or, But they don't connect it to other Bachelor fans. And I think that's key. You know, like when the foodie world, we're all connected to each other here and we all help each other grow their brands. Do you know, we all have this thing in common. We're all very passionate about having a great time and dining out and sharing what where the best spring roll is in the city of Philadelphia or the best meatball. Um, So we all sort of at each other, tag each other share each other's stuff and I think that really helps us all build together
0: do you know what for for me community is really 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 important but I do find in the UK that 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 people keep a lot of things close to their chest especially from I'm not gonna say my generation I'm saying from, from my generation upwards and you know I'm 43 now but even you know, the guys who are in business and, and, and longer term business owners, they're keeping a lot to their chest. And people who are coming into the scene around my age, maybe a few years younger as well, you know, maybe even up to ten years younger, they're still keeping a lot to their chest and not collaborating as much. It's the younger generation that are collaborating more yeah. because they're not they're not worried about making the money and stuff like that. They're more about making a you know finding the purpose and making an impact.
1: Well, it's also all they've known. They've they've grown up yeah in this space. Um, you know, I don't know when the last time was my son got any music from radio. He gets everything on Spotify or online or, you know, so it's a different mentality, a different perspective. And believe me, I love the young energy. I will follow them around the world. I think they're going to make all the difference. We're lucky to have experienced this technology while we're here, but they're going to change it in ways that we can't even imagine. And they are using it for good. And that makes me so happy, especially as a mom. And you as a dad, you think, you know, my kid has the potential to change the world and make it a better place. Um, You know, things I'm really passionate about is, you know, um, recycling and climate control and all of that. So when I get these texts or tweets from the Sierra clubs of the world, or, you know, even Native American peoples, you know, we worry in this country that there's going to be some drilling in spaces that are sacred to, you know, what's left of the Native American community. I, that's the kind of stuff that really gets my ire up. Um, And I've got to help. I just, it's something I look at and I say, I have to do something. Um, And, you know, there's the usual stuff and, you know, adopting puppies and you know helping in that world too. Not to the point where it seems disingenuous, where you're just a do-gooder 24-7, but really stick with what you are passionate about. And that's when you're going, it's going to have truth, it's going to have feeling and it's it's going to be your part of your brand in one way or another, as you do with some of the community stuff that you're involved with over in, in your part of the world. It's important.
0: It is. I could have just listened to that over and over again because you it comes with such sincerity and from a commercial aspect as well. I did, there was no there was no ums, there was no ahs. I'm like you have got this voice stuff nailed, haven't you?
1: advantage of doing it for a very long time I mean I've been in radio since 1993 and before that I did I worked in advertising it was a professional voiceover so yeah I that is sort of a gift but what I think what's important is the sincerity and the authenticity people can spot bullshit from a mile away
0: yeah they certainly can
1: right and I've always prided myself on making people that come into my studio feel ultimately comfortable. Honestly, Stephen, the first 10 minutes of a conversation, I don't even, I'll record, just in case there's a little gem in there, but it's just getting people to loosen up a little bit yeah. to the point where now they're comfortable. And my job as a host is to make everybody feel very comfortable, that's when you get the best stuff. Now, mind you, when I interviewed John Travolta, they made me wait so long when we were in an Italian restaurant, and I had a couple of glasses of wine while I was waiting.
0: <laughs> so you want Go, to talk about Yeah, little... <laughs> come on, bring it on.
1: <laughs> Same with Russell Crowe. He was an hour and a half late, and I already had a few beers, you know? Um, right. And he was crabby when he showed up, as he's wont to be. But what you do then is you focus on his mates you know he wasn't he didn't seem to want to cooperate and so i shifted the focus to the songwriter in the band and then next thing i know he leans in getting people to lean in is critically important um and there are little tricks and ways to to have that happen but authenticity is right up there at the top um when the biggest compliment i get from any interviews in any you know and just conversations is wow you really made me feel at ease that makes my day
0: love it so yeah let's dive into this because we've just been chatting like mates for ages and you know what i I, what i want to do is i'd look there's people out there who have started a podcast like me i mean i'm literally on episode seven but technically that's only week three um because i I batch well actually yeah it is week three i put five out together and then i put um you know episode six episode seven we've got no one cares about
1: that you're now you're bogging us down with little details of your life
0: okay so (laughs) that's and that's great i love you by the way i I love you at the end
1: of (laughs) this. But yeah, and no he, one cares no one cares if the struggle is you know real, but no one cares.
0: Right. Fire away, I, man, that, I'm
1: ready. Yeah. I, I got my I got my gloves on. I'm doing I'm looking at the Rocky statue as we speak. So give me your best questions.
0: Okay. So give me give me everything you've got that can make a good podcast host. Guys are gonna have their own podcast, they're gonna be starting out just like me. Tell me how we can be better.
1: Ask for advice and and listen to other people. Podcasts who have been doing it for a while there's a reason why they're very successful and very good at what they do don't be afraid to ask and don't be afraid of a little um you know you don't want to blatantly try to be someone else but stealing the bits that are really working imitation is at the end of the day the highest form of flattery so imitate until fake it till you make it if you have to um, I do think there's some structure. I don't think you need a long intro. Get right in. Of course, we just talked for an hour and now we're getting in. But... <laughs> <laughs> so don't do as I say, not as I do. Um, you know, I do think getting right into the meat is very important. Now, that might be my radio years because, you know, we keep things very tight. And very yeah. focused. You've only got 10 minutes with a guest. You've got to get right to it as quickly as possible. But I do think a little of that is with podcasts. Because we're living in a day and age, Stephen, where there's so much distraction. I mean, even just me here listening to you and having a conversation. I'm watching a Mountie go by on his beautiful horse. And, you know, it's that whole thing. Squirrel, squirrel, we're distracted. <laughs> there's a yep. lot of noise. And so how do you get people you've got to give them that hook you've got to keep them interested in whatever way you can there are little teasers that you could use you know hey we're going to get to this project that some so-and-so is working on but first la 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 does that make sense yep yep yeah give them a hook give them a little teaser
0: next Now I'm writing it all down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can listen back.
0: (laughs) I know. I will. I and I. And this is the thing. I sit there and I go. I I listen back and I write through my notes and I'm like, should I edit this? Should I edit that? And like we had a conversation before we started about editing and do we keep it raw or do we go with the flow or do we should we have an edit? Should we fit to a time? What's your thoughts on that?
1: I do think that you should fit to a time. I think that. You know, we look at it here in the States like, okay, you're going to be on this Google Expressway for 30 minutes. You've got 30 minutes to check out a podcast that you've been wanting to check out. So keep it tight. Keep it right. Keep it bright. I do think at the end of the day, there is there are so many hours in the day. Um, and in the beginning, keep it pretty tight. I would say... No more than like forty minutes. Once you get good and you've mastered the skill and people are starting to tune in and check you out, then you can expand. But like everything else, you know, we crawl before we walk, we walk before we run. And I think that's just some common sense.
0: Okay. So mine at the moment are averaging about an hour. Um and I've like and I weirdly I thought, you know what? I'm gonna my podcast is gonna be an hour. Then I Uh, So, yeah, uh, should I change? Should I reduce? Should I edit? I...
1: I think I'm okay with an hour, and I can't explain why I'm okay for you doing an hour. I think maybe I think of the UK as being more attentive. In the States, we definitely move at this pace, and we're easily distracted. So you have to know. You have to know your audience. What do they? What are they thinking? What are they feeling? And, you know, check to see if they're listening all the way through to the end. Mm. You know, is, it's important that you know your audience.
0: So what do you wish you'd done when you started out? Oh, my have, God. Either wish, podcast or radio, your choice.
1: I wish I had gone to med school. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> You know, I was in radio when digital entered our lives, so I didn't have a choice to start in digital. I'm very impressed at what everyone's doing in this space, and I'm, I'm trying to take that same ride, man, because eventually... You know, we don't know where terrestrial radio is going. We don't know what's going to happen in the next five, 10 years. There are so many places where people can get their information. So I just want to be timely and topical and be everywhere because I think at the end of the day, that matters.
0: So with regards to you being on air and you've got a listenership um, on a terrestrial radio, Do you bring? are you bringing that over onto your podcast and are you working away? Because the question I'm, people are going to say to me, I'm going to get it in DMs, I know, how do you monetize a podcast? I'm telling people not to, but I think they should be building brand. But what are your thoughts? And is that something that you've considered doing?
1: I, uh, well, I'm contracted. So, you know, everything I do falls under the banner of my corporation. But I think absolutely you should be just trying to monetize your podcasts. Okay. I think sponsors are out there. I think, again, you've got to crawl before you can walk. It's not going to be big money. But I am not against sponsorship in any way. There's a way to do it organically. There's a way to do it in a friendly manner where it doesn't sound salesy. You're not banging people over the head with it. Um, but you're showcasing this their brand in a positive light in some way with your brand
0: so how long sorry go on
1: absolutely if if you can if you think someone's interested in you and your brand and what you're putting out there you give them a package and say i'll do this for you for this month and come up with a rate that works for everybody and sell 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 oh david Gray, sell 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 that was a great cd right
0: (laughs) Just (laughs) dropping that in on that. Just dropping that in there, then.
1: Well, I love David Gray.
0: (laughs) I mean, because I was just thinking, you know, for me, that the podcast is to build my brand. At some point, it would be great to monetize it. But straight, you know, I'm seven episodes in, and I don't think it. it, I don't think it's in a place and maybe polished enough, or I'm not in the right flow to to even want to consider monetizing it right now. Well, you'll get there. Yeah, I I I think I will. I
1: mean, look at what Cubby's doing and. and Gary v, you know, they're, <laughs> you think they're not making money?
0: Oh, no, they're making money. I Why
1: just, not you? Why not you?
0: Because um, that's not my focus right now for this. My focus is to build brand and give value. And I think that will come at the right time and the opportunity, you know, dare I say, put it out to the universe and all of that stuff. But I'm really comfortable with just holding my craft right now.
1: Yeah. Well, timing is everything, of course. Uh, you know and you'll know when the time is right and you'll know when you're ready um because it, it, you just will i don't know it's like when you meet that right person that sweeps you off yes. your feet you'll know and, you know, if you're lucky, uh, you meet several of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: they all want to give you money and, and be a part of what you're doing. And that's really, at the end of the day, all sponsors are doing. They want to be attached to you and your brand. They think that that's going to help them in a myriad of ways. And it is, because what you're putting out, you know, is really fantastic. And they want to be associated. Isn't that what we all want at the end of the day to be associated with people we admire and respect? Mm. Um you know, I don't want to sell my brand to reality shows because they're all fake. But I want to sell my brand to uh, let's say, you know, a cheese I really love or, I hate to give Pizza Hut any more love, but a train for pizza, you know? I mean, it. why not? And even if a nonprofit has a little bit of a budget, you've got a great heart brand. Let's give them, you know, a discounted rate because they're changing the world to their nonprofit. But of course, you know, have them be a sponsor without question. And this is my problem, Stephen, at the end of the day. I've got a left brain and a right brain, and they're both constantly working. The business side of me wants to do, you know, make money and be profitable. And the creative side of me just wants to put out silly fun stuff. But when you marry those, as you've done so brilliantly with your company, you're going to do the same thing with your podcast. Thank you. Uh, I think that
0: I'm out i think you smashed it
1: did i smash 100%. it
0: 100 well, i'm really
1: just hungry and i want to go get a burger so <laughs>
0: well, I'm And again
1: you know seinfeld cool. did i don't know if you you guys probably got the show seinfeld over there yeah what do you do every episode you end on a high note
0: i think you smashed it
1: steven have a brilliant day thank you so much for having me on your tea with C and continued success with your podcast. And for your listeners, if you're a foodie and you're coming to the states, it's at Eat drink, Maryland on Instagram. And I can I can advise you in Philadelphia and beyond because I think I've eaten out in every city in the United States of these Americas. So um, be in touch and and thank you again so much
0: it's my absolute pleasure thank you ever so much you've been a legend
1: have a great day
0: you too see you later bye well i don't know about you guys but i learned so much there from marilyn and had such a giggle with it too so let's just recap on some of that amazing advice that marilyn has given us reset your listener we want to keep the audience's attention do your research ensure you are flattering your guests and get to know them really get to know them because remember, connecting on digital is truly impactful. It makes people feel special. Radio is clearly Marilyn's heart brand. She said that herself. So, what is your heart brand and how can you bring that onto a podcast? And my favorite one, as from Seinfeld, leave everything on a high note. My friends, enjoy, get back, review, implement. So, my friends, remember to take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in your Instagram stories and your tweets at Mr. Stee Thompson. And don't forget to use the hashtag TWithStee. Also, let me know where you're tuning in from. We want to know how far across this planet we are impacting a billion lives and let me know how this episode has had an impact on you. If you haven't already, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave me a rating and review on iTunes because it really does help us to reach more people so we can help them build their heart brand and build the business of them. Enjoy the rest of your week. It is full of opportunities. Remember, be authentic, have an impact and continue to grow. Take care, my friends. I'll see you on the next episode.